This is the reality. Hello to you. Welcome indeed to The Reality. So good to be with you once again. My name is Dudley Anderson, and indeed, we're going to be sharing the story of a life touched and changed for the good, for good, today on The Reality. If you've got a story to tell of what God has done in your life, I'd love to hear from you. Perhaps we can chat together. Write me an email, if you will, dudley at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're chatting with singer-songwriter, worship leader, and pastor Dave Wellington. Dave honed his skills in church music, singing harmonies to the rich British hymnody and chorus tunes in his youth. As a teenager, he started writing songs and soon became published by Copycare and Kingsway Music. Dave progressed to become the music pastor at the large Kensington Temple Church in London. He is currently pastoring a local church in Cheltenham, England. After graduating in chemistry and heading off to become a teacher, Dave felt the call of God upon his life he discovered that the God we serve desires a personal relationship with us, a personal relationship in worship. Worship is a personal thing in spirit and in truth. Jesus comes along and says, when you pray, pray our Father, bringing this picture of a personal God. God is your Father. God is present with you. Jesus is coming and saying, God is interested in you as a person. Worship is a spiritual enterprise. It's not something just with your mind. It's something that engages your spirit. So we must engage with our spirit as we sing. There needs to be integrity about what we're singing. Today's The Reality was recorded in front of a live audience. Fantastic. Well, Dave, as always, I like to begin by asking that question. How did you find the reality of Jesus? How did you give your life to Jesus? I mean, that's a brilliant question. Um, And I I kind of guess I'd have to say it's been a journey that started as a a young person. My my parents were Christian. I I went to church before I even knew what church was. Uh, I think I I was there when my mum was carrying me as a baby in her womb. So it's great um and then as a young guy in sunday school let's hear it for the sunday school teachers yay um i responded to um someone saying do you want to take jesus as your savior and it was at that point during that appeal that i realized that my mum and dad's faith wasn't quite enough for me Mm. it was a great starting point but i needed a faith of my own Mm. and it was Mm. at that point that i think i I put my hand up my little hand uh as a seven or eight year old and said yep i want to follow jesus and of course then later on as a teenager i realized there was an there was something else that would be of great benefit to my faith and that was to get baptized Mm. uh and i think probably as was it oh i forget how old i was but at some point as a young teenager i i went through the waters of baptism i got Dushed, uh, <laughs> fully immersed, immersed, um, and uh, uh, and came up and sort of from that point on, I would say that was, uh, yeah, committed to totally Praise following God. Jesus. Fantastic. There's more to that story because you know that was a long time ago, uh, and gradually unfolding God's plan mm. for my life, mm. uh, which has been exciting. I think. Mm, mm, mm. You know, it's interesting that you said um, that you had to discover your own faith. Mm. You know, and and I've said that to my children too, and they've discovered their own faith. Yeah. 
with Jesus. Um, don't you find that even in churches, people build their faith, Dave, on somebody else, perhaps on the pastor, instead of building their own faith? I, I've seen it, definitely. And, you know, a great preacher can inspire people to come into attendance but Jesus requires more than sitting in a pew Jesus doesn't say come to church on a Sunday mm. Jesus says follow me which is a really radical thing to do mm. um, when you're out doing stuff in a bigger wider world mm. and not in the safety and security of a, a church and I think that's, that's a really important step for us to be able to make it's faith isn't faith just in here it's mm. faith when it's outside these the safety of these four walls absolutely uh, and applied to our friends neighbors families yes etc yes yes and i can't i can't um, enter heaven on the faith of my my wife my husband no i have to have that personal relationship with jesus can we be personal with god i think that was part of a huge part of jesus ministry here on earth the the Jews had built this whole picture of God as being someone completely distant, someone completely other, untouchable, unreachable, completely, no, 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 you can't even say his name. Jesus comes along and says, when you pray, mm. pray our Father. So it's like, okay, so Jesus is bringing this picture of a personal God. God is your Father. God mm. is close. God is present with you. Even Jesus' name at birth, Emmanuel, mm. which means God with us. So it's this huge kind of thing where everything kind of is working together. Jesus is coming and saying, God is interested in you personally. Mm. Mm. But of course, he's not just interested in me as a per person. He's interested in us as a community. Mm. He's interested in us as a family. Mm. So there's more to it than just me as an individual. And of course, individualism... Um, as an ism is has, has got its problems and got its issues so we do need to be recognizing that actually we are the family of god mm. although we've been called into it as individuals mm, mm. and the fellowship of the holy spirit you know jesus hasn't left us alone he sent the holy spirit and uh, he is yeah. with you dave in that Absolutely. sofa as much as yeah, he's yeah. with me in this yeah. sofa as much yeah. as he's with somebody in australia at this very yes. minute yeah, yeah. so personally with us isn't that yeah. phenomenal? You know, you, you spoke about being baptized. Um, how significant is it to be baptized? How important is it? Would put it that it is hugely important. I mean, d do you need to be baptized in order to be saved? No. But it puts a seal on your salvation. So, Dave Willington, uh, you're a musician, a singer, songwriter, yeah. Yeah. a worship leader. How did you start out in music? Okay, I grew up, my, my, I've got a brother and a sister, and we grew up singing as a, a really cute trio uh, in church. Oh, yeah, I'm, say it now, come Aww. on. Oh, there we go, that's lovely. Um, and my brother and sister would generally sing the tune, and I would sing these crazy harmonies all over the place. Um, and we all had piano lessons. My sister still plays piano. Uh, but for me, my piano teacher said, I don't want to put you through grades because I think it'll ruin your style. I didn't know what she meant by that. Mm. Um, but she recognized what I would be doing. Would I would be listening to my sister play the, the classical pieces that we were learning. And then I would copy her. So any mistakes, 
she'd be pointing at the music saying, what are you playing here? And I'd be playing what my sister had played. Hmm. What my sister had played was wrong. Mm. <laughs> but I was playing by ear. So it was like, wow. okay, there we go. Amazing. And I had this really strong ear for music and wow. harmony and stuff. And then as a, I know you'll be asking me about this, but so let me lead on to it. As a, a sort of teenager again, I started writing songs uh, and just kind of songs that were expressing just something that was in me. And, you know, as a young teenager, what is that? It's kind of, I don't know, just whatever comes into your mind. Oh, it's, there's a butterfly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, and, but there was an element of faith within uh, yeah. those songs okay. uh, quite often. But you started out as a, as a, a science, a scientist, doing a, a science degree and wanting to become a teacher. So what happened between that and where you are now? A fantastic question. I mean, yes, I was... Uh, science was a strong suit for me and whilst you've also got music and you've also got church and faith so there's three kind of uh, a massive triumvirate of kind of wonderful things science love it maths really good strong point music over here and then it's church and stuff but yeah I went off to Southampton studied chemistry um, and got a degree um, and then somehow got sucked into teaching and realized actually I could do, I could do this I can I can teach yeah. mm. uh, and having taught for a bit I then went and trained as a teacher <laughs> like you do yeah. um, and then having trained as a teacher, my then pastor, John Smith, said to me, Dave, um, how would you fancy becoming our youth leader? Okay. And so I, I, oh, that sounds like a reasonable idea. I, you know, it's sort of similar to teaching. It's same age people-ish. And so I ended up doing youth leadership for a couple of years within a church. And then I started to realize as that's going through, actually there's a calling of God on my life that actually involves perhaps needing to get some training. So I put myself forward to the what was called the MSTB, the Ministerial Selection and Training Board okay. uh, for Elim at that time. And they said, Dave, your theology is weak. <laughs> okay. But they said, actually, but we've got this perfect course for you. It's a one-year course. We think it would be perfect. Just bolster your theology uh, and stuff. And at the time, uh, now remember the music side of things. This isn't forgotten. This is all going on at the same time. Mm. I'm beginning to write worship songs. And one of the things I wanted for my worship songs was that they would contain and convey and carry good theology. And, uh, and people would be able to go away from having sung one of my songs theologically informed and better off because they were singing stuff that was either biblically literate or theologically kind of connected. So mm, mm. rather than just a ditty, because at the yeah. time we were singing songs like, well, I, I won't repeat them, but they, they were just, they were just like, yeah. they, they got nothing. You know, they're just like, it's two lines and you just repeat them. Well, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. So how important is it to put Bible into music? When you read a lot of scripture, you realize it's written out not just as um, sort of standard, you, you know, what should we call it, text. It's actually written as lyrical text. And I think a lot of scripture that we read was written down as lyric or as poetry or as something that could very well work to music. Now, I heard someone try to render ancient um, Hebrew music and it really is not 
keen to the Western ear. So uh, we wouldn't necessarily sing it in that way. But nevertheless, Mm -hmm. there is certainly a lyrical content to much of our scripture. And again, in the New Testament, there are many passages which are sort of, you could see they could very well. So the Philippians chapter 2 thing is often seen as a great hymn of the early church um, as they they didn't just read it they sang it as mm. a sort of a hymn of praise who being very God himself you know that that passage that bit um, was very hymn like mm. speak to one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs precisely yeah, yeah. yes so yeah. yeah so so putting putting uh, um, scripture to music and singing it in church would you say is important yeah and I growing up in the was it the 70s it must have been um, we had the David and Dale Garrett um, scripture in song. I don't know how many of you would remember that, uh, but they were very much all about putting scripture into. So you know, it's, it's like, what are you going to sing? Let's sing some scripture, mm. and it's a great way of. And I remember, you know, growing up as a kid in Sunday school, a lot of the songs that stuck were songs that carried scripture. And and so you know when and when you read about Paul and Silas in jail and they're singing hymns of praise, uh, you know, and that caused an earthquake. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul's singing must have been either very loud or very bad, <laughs> or or attracted the attention of, yeah. of God. Come on! Um, wow. And as a result, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. I hope you know the story, but fantastic story. But it reminds us that praise is incredibly powerful. Singing. Hymns, songs, spiritual songs, it's incredibly potent and heaven gets connected with our praise. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, hello, my name's Dudley Anderson, so good to be with you. To remind you, you can listen to this program once again, podcast through the website surereality.net. Well, today on The Reality, we're speaking with singer, songwriter and worship leader Dave Wellington. Dave has shared with us how he came to faith in God as a young child. He discovered that his walk with God could not be based on his mom or dad's faith. Dave found that he needed to discover his own faith. Since then, he's been on a journey of discovery, discovering that God desires for you and me to enjoy a personal and special relationship with him in worship and prayer. Dave has told us how he gained a degree in chemistry and had plans on becoming a science teacher. But God had other plans for his life. Being a talented musician with a keen ear for songwriting, Dave was soon exploring the avenues of music in church. He has shared how important it is to include scripture in our church music and sing songs with solid theology. Dave has pointed out that in order to grow in a personal relationship with God, we need to personally worship Him with songs that communicate His Word. Today's The Reality was recorded in front of a live audience. As we pick up our chat once again with Dave Wellington, I asked him to define the ministry of a worship leader. Most of the time, 
to really define that, we've got to dig back probably into the Old Testament. So we dig back into the times of David and the worship that he kind of set up and try, that helps give us understanding of what it is to be a psalmist and leading God's people in massive praise. Uh, you know, when they dedicated the temple, imagine they had 120 trumpet players there. So it's like, it was going to be loud. And that, this wasn't tuneful trumpets. This uh-huh. was shofars. This yes. was ram's horns. This yes. was just noisy kind of people. But doesn't the scripture say make a joyful noise? A noise, yeah, 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 yeah. A loud yeah. noise. Psalm mm-hmm. 150, everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. Clow- loud, clanging yeah. cymbals. Yeah. The lyre, yeah. the harp. Yep. The guitar. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, would you say that leading worship is um, a, a, a ministry to encourage people? As, as you stand in the front of a church and, and pick up the guitar to lead people, are you helping them? Are you encouraging them to worship? I certainly think that's a part of uh, what we're aiming to do. We're, we're trying to encourage God's people to worship we're, we're, but what is worship it's not just a song it's so much more than a song it's living a life that is pleasing to god it's it's saying look everything that i have everything that i am is yours lord and and at the moment all i can give is this song but i sing it in harmony and in tune because that's actually saying something positive for us as a community when mm. we're singing in harmony it's saying something about us as a community we are an harmonious community. There you go. How's mm, that? Mm. Uh, but also, I, I think there's something very strong about the, the role of when, when I'm leading worship, I'm conscious mostly of being a, a pastor and a teacher, but I may also well be a prophet and an evangelist and even an apostle. Mm. I may function in all those just through singing a song, and it's through the song choices um, and those song choices can direct God's people in certain directions. Mm. Uh, there, there have been times when I've known because of the music that I'm playing, there is a healing anointing moving on God's people. So it, it's kind of, you get aware of what the Spirit is doing because you're playing music. How strange is that? But yet how marvelous, how mm. wonderful uh, that is as mm. well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we love it when God's Spirit moves through the songs that mm. we sing. And of course, people may well forget the sermon, but if you can write scripture with a catchy tune, they'll remember that and they'll take it away. Mm. And and that's a, a huge truth and a very powerful motivator for songwriters to write great songs that not only have great hooks, but also have great lyrics married to those hooks. Mm. That mean people will take them away, remember them, and mm. sing them, and sing them, and sing them. Sing them in the shower. So that they live yes. them out. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. It's been said that music is not worship. Worship is not music. Mm. Would you say that music is a, a vehicle for worship? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, uh, the reason I ask that question is that uh, so, so many churches, particularly today, um, have uh, progressed into performance music in the church. And I say that respectfully, um, and, and, and becomes the music rather than the worship. At the end of the day, Dave, would you agree that we can worship God without music? We can speak words. You know, I can, I can dance. I can clap my hands. I think we, during lockdown, if you remember, there was a period we were allowed back into church, but we were not allowed to sing. Yeah. 
And that was really challenging for me as a worship leader, inviting a congregation to worship, so I'm just going to sing to you. <laughs> it's just like, um, how's that working for you guys? Um, and so there was a, a real realization that sung worship is such an important part of modern church. Um, but going on to your, your thought about performance, again, I would encourage people, you, you are stood to worship before the King of Kings. You have been brought to a royal command performance. Mm. So you need to bring your A game. You need to bring your best. Your worst will not do. Mm. Now, the fact is we serve a gracious king and and he will accept the offering that we bring. But you know what? If I'm, if I'm a gifted musician and I don't bring at least something approaching my best in performance, then I am not bringing worship i'm bringing second rate i'm bringing a poor offering and i want to bring the best are you understanding what i'm trying to say that actually you know don't settle for anything less than the best that you can give yeah because that's not if you don't that's not worship for you that's just the scriptures called us to do what all whatever our hand finds to do with all our might isn't yes, it yeah absolutely. anything less is, is not excellent yeah. um dave you've got an album on the shelf glory and fire do you ever experience the glory of God in worship? Very much so. Uh, it can vary. Not every week is thick with the presence and glory of God, it has to be said. But there are times when you just know God is present. <laughs> I do remember one, one situation in my old church in, in Kensington Temple. The, the presence of God was thick in the building. And uh, the, the pastor was leading at the time, Colin, he, he called me onto the platform. And I, I ran up because it was like, it was, it was, there was a sense of urgency. And as soon as I hit the top step, I ran into this kind of, mm. this honey cloud of glory wow. and fell over. Wow. <laughs> it was glorious. Uh, and just, just knowing that I was, I was safe in, in the Lord's hands. Wow. And the music was someone else's problem. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But it was a, a moment of beauty and glory. And yes. Um, also a bit strange because I'm lying flat on my face in front of you know a thousand or so people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but wow. that, that was that was one of those moments. The Hebrew, so, the Hebrew word for for the glory of the Lord is kavod yeah. Adonai, and kavod mm. means weight yeah. or resting. Yeah. It's it's like a great big heavy blanket yeah. across your shoulders. Do you find that in worship when you're standing behind the guitar and the weight of the Lord comes upon you that you you can't even stand there anymore? Yes, I, I'm sorry. I was pausing to that because I was remembering a few few funny things as well as some some. Uh, and uh, we we had a time again in my old place in, in KT where uh, we used to joke as worship leaders because the sense of the presence of God was so thick at times. You you would just literally you would fall over, and as keyboard players, uh, the rule was if you're going to fall over make sure you land on the sustain pedal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you keep the drone of the pad yes, going. But it's, yes, yeah. uh, so that's a little bit of a funny, but nevertheless, uh, as, again, as a guitarist, sometimes you j I've, got no I've got nothing here. I, can't, I, I literally can't move my hands for the glory of God. Praise that, God. That sense wow. of, yeah. and there have been times when I've sung a song and I just my, it's like electricity running through my fingers. Yeah. Um, and just because of the glory of God, absolutely, uh, and that sense of 
urgency and importance and and like you said kabod the weight yeah, yeah. of god's presence but that's that's the glory of god isn't it, yeah. it it's it's weighty it comes upon yeah. you but it's a pleasurable experience yeah. it's 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 magnificent yeah. would you say it's 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 a spiritual experience jesus said uh, dave he said in and we know it well in john chapter 4:23 but the hour is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship god in spirit and in truth mm. what is your take on that it's saying Worship is a spiritual enterprise. You, you don't. It's not something just with your mind. It's it's something that engages your spirit. Again, hymns, songs, and spirituals. It's a spiritual activity. So we must engage with our spirit as we sing. Uh, that's you know. But there's also spirit and truth. Mm. We need to be singing out the truth that is in us. We need to. There needs to be integrity about what we're singing. We shouldn't be singing a lie. Mm. We shouldn't be singing something that is not true. Um, and of, of course, that's tied up then with Scripture. What, how do you understand Scripture? Uh, and how are you applying Scripture? Uh, you know, and, and again, I suppose there's that sense of, are you living righteously? Are you living in tune with the Holy Spirit? Because then you can sing in spirit and in truth, and it will make sense. It'll make sense to you. It makes sense to other people. Mm. But again, if we're not we're not living right, there will be that disconnect, that that strangeness about what we're singing. Mm. That will just, mm. Mm, I just, mm. and I know there are people who I couldn't sing that verse. Why couldn't you sing that verse? I'm just not living it. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I had to stay silent. I was convicted mm. that mm. that wasn't me. Mm, mm, mm. Again, speak to one another. It's the words, yep. the lyrics, yep. speaking into our heart, into yep. our lives. Dave, our time is nearly up. I want to ask you uh, yep. a personal question. Uh-oh. You're a songwriter. Yep. What's your favourite song, and why? It, it varies, and if you ask most songwriters, the favourite song will be the one they wrote last. Yes. And that's probably true. But on reflection, when I look back at the royalty statements that I get each each kind of half year or whatever, it's interesting that some of the ones that are earning the most money are not the ones that I would consider to be the best songs. So there are there is a, you know, what I consider to be great is not necessarily <laughs> what what you lovely people would necessarily consider great because you're singing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, it's a difficult question to answer though because there are quite what, what, a few what, stirs, what stirs your heart. In worship, do you, do you like singing about the presence of God? Do you like singing about the nature of God? Do you like singing praise? Do you do you like um, celebrating the glory of God, uh, or do you get intimate with the I Holy like Spirit? I like all of that, yes. and it depends on the moment. So, okay. it's, and there, I, I could you know take you through songs that would would resonate with each one of those so, sorts yeah, of fantastic. Uh, moments. But can I pick a single particular one? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Fantastic. But there's so many good ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave Wellington, thank you so much for joining us on The Reality. Thank you. Destination, you stole my heart, making me so alive.
been listening to The Reality Today with me, Dudley Anderson, speaking to singer-songwriter, worship leader and pastor Dave Wellington. And just winding up our time together with I Have Been Lifted Up, a song by Dave Wellington. For more information and to get a hold of some of his music, please visit his website, davewellington.org. Again, that is davewellington.org. If you've been listening up today and you have some questions or you'd like some prayer, I'd love to hear from you. Please drop me an email, if you will, dudley at surereality.net. Again, email me dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. With your prayer and financial support, we can produce these programs to impact lives around the world, changing lives for the good, for good. For more information on how to become a vision partner, please visit our website, surereality.net, and click on Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you as always, keep your eyes on Jesus and walk in the reality of Christ. Christ.